What is up, everybody? Hold on one second. What is up, everybody? Welcome back uh, to the VR Link. How are you all? Thank you for joining us. Uh, excellent, guys. Right. Where is my stuff? Thank you uh, to everyone who's joined us today. This is episode 39 of the VR Link, your weekly Sunday VR podcast that gives you and us a chance to discuss some of the latest news, games, and goings on in virtual reality. So allow me to introduce our co-hosts, which is Salsa from Salsa Ketchup VR. Hello. Nat from 7 Degrees of Gaming. Hello, boys and girls. And our special guest uh, host, game developer, Anna Ribeiro. Hey, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Thank you for joining us. Unfortunately, Dane, uh, aka Get to the Chopper, can't be with us this week, but he may pop into the chat, which I think he already has been. Uh, he's already been in there, so... Uh, but yeah, uh, and my name is GT, and you can also listen again to this podcast uh, via Spotify or Anchor. I would also like to take this opportunity to thank the amazing patrons and channel members whose names are listed below. And if you're looking for ways to support this channel, please check the links in the description. And while you're there, please consider joining our community Discord. In today's show, we'll be chatting to Anna about Pixar Rip 1989 and the eagerly awaited sequel, uh, Pixar Rip 1995. We'll probably mention Half-Life Alex, as I think that isn't far away now. Um, how many days is it? Is it March 23rd? Eight days. Eight days. Eight days. So yeah, cool. Um, let me just leave this little thing uh, running in the background. I think we've got a little video. Uh, we have a little video. <laughs> we have got a video, um, which is a, a, a game. Uh, it's on SideQuest called Or Ducker. Uh, oh, yeah. And I basically read some of the. There's like a couple of reviews on SideQuest, and one of the reviews reads, uh, "This is like a rhythm. This is like rhythm heaven for people who hate ducks." Mm, that's quite fair enough. Like rhythm heaven <laughs> for people that hate ducks. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So let's uh let's give some shout to people in the chat. Scottish gamer, how you doing? Zombie gaming, uh Dark, Robert Dodge, how you doing guys? You're right, Eric Harley, Bug Bites, uh who else have we got there? Gucci Cozin, I noticed him. Scott Merrill. Midlife. Nice. JD has just popped in. Super Wild Wolf, how you doing? Thank you for joining Eric us. Eric Harley. Yeah, man. Hello, Lots Midlife. So Midlife's actually made a video on this. So I was going to ask him if I could rip his video, um, but I actually completely forgot. And uh, luckily, I had a trailer there anyway. Boy Brown, Monkified, VTids. Hey, doing Spirit Realm. Excellent, guys. Comic Walshy, Lord Necton. Thank you all for joining us today. I really appreciate it. So what we're going to do first is we're going to talk to Anna, because she's the, the star of this week. And uh, let's, uh, let's, if you haven't met Anna before, she has got, an excellent story about um, how she become a game developer, and it'd be really cool to hear it. I'll try to be really short uh, because <laughs> I have a problem of going talking way too long, and I think many people already heard the story. The story never changed because that's well, my life. Yeah, Sorry, there's the past. I'll, tr and I'll try to tell in a different way. Maybe <laughs> there's a lot of new people in VR, though. Do you know what I mean? Not, maybe not everyone's heard it. Yeah. Okay. So. A long time ago, this is almost 10 years now, I was working at the Justice Console. I didn't have any knowledge about making games. And I was basically, I just grow up playing games. I, I was always part of my life. I have a Counter-Strike female team and I had three brothers. We grew up playing games. I'm talking about Atari, Odyssey, uh, a long time ago. And, but I never had considered like working and taking this as a career. Um, so I got a kind of this long road until I find myself 
And it was when I was, uh, after five years working at the Justice Council, I was like selling pies uh, for my colleagues. And sadly, this is this this more business of pies kind of grow uh, in a proportion of like in six months, I was selling like 4,000 pies a month. This is the crazy and... twist of the story because you actually, <laughs> by accident, started a successful business in pies. Yeah, so yeah. you're working basically, it was, it was like... Um very dry paperwork thing from making yeah. pies in office to selling a hell of a load of pies a lot of to pies then completely change yeah the the change happened when i was uh doing a course for open my business i was going to uh, the business was kind of like a really small and everyone started asking to have a, a pie shop and then I did this little short intense course uh, for like a week. And in this course, it was kind of like a therapy too. It was weird. Uh, it was it was really important for me not to, uh, to realize I was in the wrong business. And one of the questions that changed it for me, everything, it was really simple. And I think we should do these questions every day. We should question ourselves where I want to be in three years, in five years, in 10 years. And I was like, wow, <laughs> uh, if I don't change my life now in three, 10, 15 years, I'm going to be making pies. So <laughs> uh, I really thought I, I, there's actually a TED talk about it. I talk about this in a TED talk. If you want to look later, uh, I talk in more detail about this crazy story. But the question, it was basically forget about everything all your career, your business, uh, everything you've done so far, everything you study. And now with a fresh mind, imagine you're born today and you can choose any career, anything you want to do in these three, five, ten years. And I, for the first time, it was ridiculous. But the first time I, I considered it, oh, my God, I can make games. And that was yeah. like so intense for me. I, I give up the pies, I give up my job, I sold my car, and I saw, I told everyone, I'm going to make games. Everyone, this is crazy. Oh, my God, she's going crazy. Everyone thought I was going mental. My mom, it was the first one to <laughs> say, no, you're so, right. <laughs> but, what, what, wow, one people... question I haven't got gained from this pie story, because I have heard the pie story before because I was there at another time. What's your favorite flavor of pie? All from the pies I used to do. Because yeah, what's someone... your favorite flavor of pie? I would say the it's called in Portuguese carne de sol with creme de macaxeira, but it's kind of like a beef um, fried little cubes mixed with like a mashed potato with cheese and has some coentro, um, onions. This was my favorite. This was one of the best sellers. And it kind of, really good. kind of created this inspired by something I used to eat a lot, but it wasn't mm -hmm. a pie. So this was the first time a pie was done with these ingredients. Cool. I think it was my favorite. <laughs> yeah, that sounds awesome. But there that was hot dog cool. pizza. There was a now, lot of now stuff. Now half of the chat is going to be going, we want food. They're talking about pies right now. They their are. favorite pies. They are. Yeah. Is so, yeah. someone's gone for the chunky steak and onion with gravy? Nummy, nummy, nummy. So one oh, of, strawberry and rhubarb in there. So strawberry one of the um, there was a little a little while ago, Rota VR put out a tweet and asked, "What was their be What was your favourite game trailer?" And mine was actually yours from uh, Pixel Rip nineteen eighty nine. I thought that was an amazing 
game trailer. Um, do, you, do you mind if we yeah. play that game trailer quickly? Is that okay to the first game? I don't mind. All right, cool. Let's run that. Some of peop- other people may not mind. No, no, they won't mind. I... <laughs> it's an no, awesome it's, trailer. Um, it is a fantastic trailer. I just wanted to make sure that I've got the right bloody trailer up. There we go. Cool. Let's run that. And there's Mr. Right, they can't hear us at the moment. So, But I love this trailer. This trailer, I remember when I first saw this trailer, dude, I was like, oh my God, this is like my dream game. <laughs> I was, do you know what I mean? I was kind of that kid. I used to go out a lot though. Like It wasn't a case of, I used to game and be naughty and go out a lot. But uh, I loved video games. And well, just... pure up, it's pure up 80s. This was like yeah. the 80s. It was like so... Oh, just... Retro right, then, cool. I love that. Yeah. Those graphics, the, man. These shots were with the kid. They're actually recorded in England uh, at the NFTS where I studied. And oh, nice. Yeah, by, by other students. It was like a collaboration. It's just so brilliant. It's so and then brilliant. And we added everything Brazil and Avery, but the, the, that shot with the kid was actually in England. Oh, wicked. I must remember to unmute us all. Yeah, this goes. uh, (coughs) We can obviously we'll have this behind the scenes for the vid, you know, the audio only. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, if you want, if we can talk about Pixel Rip nineteen eighty nine, and then we'll lead into your new game. If that's okay. That's okay. So, um, for those who don't don't know about the game, uh, summarizing and Pixel Rip, you're playing. A game within the oh, game. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We're not live yet. Hold on. We're just going to flip back now. Ah, <laughs> I thought that everyone was hearing that. They can hear oh. you now. No, they can hear you now. <laughs> so, okay, um, so yeah. summarizing for those who don't know about Pixel Rip, uh, you are playing a game within a game in virtual reality. It's kind of like Inception of video games. And um, in 1989... Uh, you were back in school and you're playing in a Game Boy device kind of style. And when you look down, you're playing this game called Pixel Rip, which is like a 2D platform that homages to um, all these classics that we grew up playing, like Mega Man, Mario. Uh, there's a lot of reference. I don't know if everyone got the reference, but there's a Super Ghosts and Ghosts, <laughs> um, the Golden Axe. And um, we try to reference all these games, but uh, the game you're playing is original. It's called Pixel Rip, and it has its own story uh, behind it. So the main character of the game is called Dot, and uh, that's the character I actually cosplay. And then uh, it's my helmet here. <laughs> and uh, Dot Dot represents all these heroes. I want some character, some hero that could represent all these characters I grew up playing, but she's a female badass. And so Dot is basically trying to save her world because Cyber Lord is still the Pixel Stone and he's making a mess and destroying all the game worlds. And this uh, adventure begins like that when you are inside the game as Dot and then you go out from the game and you use her superpower, which is syncing with a gamer in reality. So she syncs with this uh, the best player of Pixel Rip of that era of 1989, which is Nicole, and she is but she ha- but she has to deal with her reality, which is in a classroom, and there's a really angry teacher. You have to distract this teacher to complete the game 
within the game that you you playing in the handle device. <laughs> I, I I went way too far, but summarizing, there is many many layers of gameplay. It's a uh, inception. Yeah, that's right. It is. It is. It's weird to be in virtuality, then sort of diving deeper in virtuality again. Holding a handheld in VR is weird, isn't it? To play well, another game. Even before that, um, to take the, the, the mug that you're using there, the Game Boy mug, the first bits as well where you go into that bit and you're inside of like a Game Boy as well, and that whole blocked world is like... Well, I'm actually sitting inside of a retro game. Yeah, that's right. VR. Yeah, it's like sitting. In, it's like sitting inside it's a really Game Boy. Get that moment, and there's like that combination of all of this new technology, and you're there, seeped in that retro atmosphere. It's yeah. like, wow. How? Yeah, how but there's a there's that? a timelessness to uh, the yeah. retro art style. That's why retro games now, you know. Uh, you know things like Dead Cells and stuff like that. You can still go back to that retro art style because it never gets old. It's, yeah, it has a, a, a beauty uh, a, a, and an artistic merit to its. Uh, well, that's one of the sides that also makes um, Piece of Ripped stand out is that it really taps into that nostalgia so well. Yeah, and we got um, to talk about the end of level boss. Which caused oh, <laughs> mass hysteria because people were struggling, and it was good. I liked it, but I think I, 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 it's kind of my fault that bought the final boss because at the end of the game, so it was like the 1990 for me. It felt like four years because the development felt like four years, yeah. and I was so attached to the development that I think when the, in the end, when we finalizing the game, and there was this final battle. I couldn't finish the game, so I was making this uh, stage inside the stage. So there was a phase of a boss battery so that, that I broke in three parts, that I broke another, again in three parts in the end. It just, it, it kind of like, I realized, oh my God, maybe I don't want the game to end. It's just, <laughs> I keep adding stuff. And people in the team, come on, you keep making this bigger. We have to finish. <laughs> so PSVR Underground um, said uh, people struggled because they didn't play enough Mega Man. So, yeah, I do agree. I mean, I, I did find it hard, to be honest. Um, I did find, I hard. found I did, it mega hard. I did do it, but I did find it difficult. But I kind of thought that was the point a little yeah, bit. That's, that's something I found odd because um, I, I had issues. I played on PC, first of all, when I actually had um, some performance issues because my hardware was a bit out of date. When I actually got to play the end, when I uh, updated my setup, I actually beat the boss easy the the boss easier than I thought it was going to be, and I was like, right. "What? It's supposed to be harder than that?" <laughs> and I was yeah, like, yeah. Uh, that was amazing, though. Um, yeah, it was pretty. Uh, tough. Did you all play on the PSVR first, or did you do any? On yeah, the I played PC? on PlayStation VR. Yeah, I played on PlayStation VR. See, I did the opposite. I I played on PC, and one of the things always says to me because you play with the touch controllers. People are like, well, you don't get the same feeling of holding the controller. The weird thing is, I yeah, ended up with my hands automatically going to where the VR game was like that. So my hands, no matter what, kind of magically became magnetized into where the game was in the VR world, which was really Yeah, weird. I know what you're saying. Yeah. 
Yeah, they really it really does add to the immersion the the PlayStation VR version because it fits so well with our controllers. It, you you holding a control in real life and you holding the same thing in the game. It's it's, it's still our best fit. There's no other controller like that right now. Yeah, so. yeah, I know what you're saying because um, what was the other game where, like, when I think back to the Resident Evil, uh, what was the demo? The kitchen mm. and. Because you're playing it's, it on a DualShock in uh, the in VR, your hands are tied together, yeah. and the DualShock makes you feel like your hands are in that same situation. So it's the same with the uh, other puzzle game. Um, oh, it? static, static, yeah, 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 static. Where His hands are in a box. Hand in the box. And... Did he even have hands though? Makes you wonder. Well, no, because, um, well, well, yeah, I don't. Could. But... Sorry, Anna. I know we're not talking about 1995 yet, but uh, we we got the DualShock to the next step on the 1995, and we managed to make a way that you can grab things and interact with objects and play the game. And yeah. we did like three, we tried so many different styles and tested with some people. And the way we found the best solution was, um, I'm not sure if I can grab a controller show. Uh, so basically, your hand, your you have your hand tracking right with the controller, mm-hmm. and when you go close to an object, your hand basically grabs that other object, and you see this other object in your hand where the controller was. Yeah. Okay. It, it, I hope nice. people gonna like. We believe is is like the best and uh, we ever got with the DualShock, and it's still uh, uh, like the most immersive immersive experience, even with. With the, we managed to keep the immersive experience with the controller in your hand, and also you can interact with objects and do other stuff too. Because uh, it's it's a challenge. It's something that we really want to explore in 1989, but the game was so old that we have to let's keep it like that with gaze. Was you tempted? Was you was you tempted to do any DLC or anything? What was the decision between doing a sequel? Um, you know, how early on was that made? Because some games get DLC. Um. We we had planned uh, five episodes already early in the process, kind of like after when I was doing my my student project. Well, the plan was I I had planned first to make the whole game. Um, each year will will be a level of the game, and the game will have five levels. I don't know if you, anyone seen here the old demo <laughs> that was my student project when I released in the Oculus Share, and in the menu it had level one, two, three, four five and you could play level three which was the classroom but yeah. then when we start to actually plan to release this game we realized wait a minute it's too much work let's just make an episode of instead of a levels each level become an episode so we had planned this long time ago that we would release episodes and inside 1989 actually in the end of the game there is a time machine moment where master is there asking your help uh, where do you think Cyber Lord went? Because Cyber Lord went to another year of gaming to destroy that world and get the Pixel Stone. Yeah. And there we put analytics and we we saw what, pe- what the players choose. Uh, the year that people choose the most was 1995 mine. and 1999 too. But 1995 was kind of winning. Yeah, but it was the art style. You knew, I'm so certain that you knew 1995 was going to be picked. That's the 16-bit era, isn't it? You've yeah. gone that it's Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, just so sweet. It's it's the most 
most of our this is uh, childhood, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're saying exactly for, for our age range. Who have we got in the chat now? So we've got Chris Haney. How you doing? Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we've got the VR realm. Reality Check VR has popped in. We, we have uh, Sharon Deadly Gamers, who was actually in your game. Yes, he, he was in your game. Yeah, didn't he win something? Didn't yes, he, he did. Wasn't he, what was it? Was it a magazine he was in or something? Yeah, or he, a, was, a um, he was in one of the magazines. Oh. Right. So nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah we, 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 we like to do more stuff like that. It was so cool to get like uh, little competitions to put people in the, in the magazines. and Yeah. Um, awesome. Who else have we got? We've got uh, Manic Viper, Hussein X, Chris Stacey. How you doing, guys? You all right? Hello, Dark. I think I said hello to him earlier. We've got UK Rifter. How you doing, guys? You all right, DJ? Thanks for joining us, guys. Thank you for joining us. So let's now, because you've now got to that point where you picked what happened at the end of 1989. Let's run the trailer for 1995. Right, so we are all muted again. I've got a load of people in the chat asking about uh, these. uh, um, Is Anna bringing Pixel Rip to side quest? I think we're going to have to address it just quickly. Yeah, I can I can going. do that that answer and then talk about nineteen because 1995 you will be in the quest at least. Yeah, <laughs> this I can say. This All right, now if you want if you want to lead that comment though, yeah, when we get back. Yeah, sure. Wanna... I, I'm so I'm really awesome. bad following the the comments. Right here we go. We're going back now. So that is the uh, trailer for Anna's upcoming game, Pixel Ripped 1995. Uh, Nat, you said you spotted a couple of comments in the yeah, chat. Yeah, there's, there's been uh, some comments, and it is something that we, we did chat about before we started the show, um, about uh, Pixel Ripped 1989 being rejected for the Oculus Store, for Oculus Quest, and people are asking, uh, is it coming to SideQuest? Now, I know we spoke to Anna, um, so if Anna just wants to make a, a small statement yeah. about that. So, yeah, we... We 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 are still talking to Oculus. We're still trying to see options for 1989, but right now we're trying to focus on the release of 1995, which yeah. will come for the Quest. Uh, but no good news yet for the 1989, unfortunately. And um, yeah, that's the only thing I can say. We don't have any official uh, kind of answer from Oculus what is the reason why 1989 is not on the quest uh, but uh, we are focused on 1995 now actually we are now in QA process so uh, yeah because I noticed it says spring <laughs> at the end of there so we're getting close yeah we are getting close and we are doing QA with Oculus with Sony right now it's a lot of work a lot of bugs and actually I don't know if you guys seen but this week was funny yesterday no Friday uh, there was a problem, a bug on the on the Quest Store, and Pixelrip was re- like saying it was releasing that day. <laughs> and then we no, got a lot really? of messages. Yeah, yeah. It, it was funny because we all, the team was all working, and we were like getting fixed, bug fix. And then I was like, oh my god, imagine if the game was actually released, and we're still working here. <laughs> so let's quickly um let's quickly touch on some of the games that are featured in this trailer i've noticed zool from the amiga is it zool it looks like zool um castlevania uh what else have we got oh, in there that i've seen castlevania 
Yeah, it's Streets um, of Rage. There is. There is a there is a whole level in the arcade which which is pretty much like beat em up style game. Nice. Yeah, I love a beat em up. Uh, um, I think the the strength of 1995 is definitely going to be the variety of uh, games, uh, the different genres, and uh, each level we change. We try to change a lot the environment, uh, the games you're playing. Like it's it changes daughters that you're playing from top 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 down. Like you're playing like an RPG style, like Zelda, yes. and then suddenly you're playing beat 'em up. You're playing platform. It it's changed a lot. And yeah, cause in the arcade, you've got a light gun as well. I saw the light gun. Uh, I don't know if that's anything. And then it looks like you're in a video mm-hmm. rental store. Um, yeah, cool. we tried to explore the most we could of environments and the characters now uh, in the game and in the real world that's much more interesting. We get we have now a, a writer in the team, which is uh, bringing uh, so much value in the narrative of the game. Yeah. Uh, her name is Barbara. She's doing a great job. It's it's been a different uh, development process from 1989. Uh, she participates in every uh, game develop game design decision, and so we try to make the narrative more interesting. And I believe that's like the one of the biggest strengths uh, comparing the two games. Like it's it's also less hardcore than the other 1989. It's not gonna be. Uh, Boss battle so hard in the end. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, under PSVR Underground is putting an interesting one here. It says that they're looking forward to the inevitable Pixel Kart mini game. What well, a Mario Kart in Pixel Ripped. Yeah, a that's Pixel cool. Kart mini game. That'd that's cool. that's what they're looking forward to. <laughs> there is a reference there in one of the levels, one of the boss battles to Mario Kart. Uh, and uh, Road Rash, I don't know if you guys played that, but yeah, yeah, no, uh, certainly, it's a little bit. It's it's not a whole game. So so there you go, PSVR Underground. You called it. There is uh, possibly <laughs> Pixel Carts the mini game. <laughs> a little Excellent. bit. Maybe we can go further in next games. Yeah. Yeah, I was just cool. wonder, I was just wondering because um, uh, you don't hear about too many development teams from Brazil. So I mean, how, is there a community down in Brazil? Is there uh, a lot of teams that we're not hearing about games for uh, from? Yeah, there is um, a, a big indie community here. Um, it's not, not many AAA companies, which I actually like them more. I prefer that. Um, but it's, it's growing up a lot. Um, I'm still getting used to it. I'm still getting to know a lot of people because most of the time I wasn't here, but now I'm living here for two years. Um, I kind of joined like a, a group of women that uh, women in trans and participating game jams with them. Like I just met them like last year, end of last year. And it, I was mind blown. Oh my God, so many programmers and women actually programming. <laughs> And I, I, before that, I think I knew maybe three women programmers, and I was so happy to see in my country that there is a big, strong women and trans community. Um, it is, it is getting there. VR, uh, VR is still pretty small uh, here. You still um, have uh, what you call it, uh, Automobilista is a Brazilian de- developer behind that as well. So that's one of the big car sims that's coming out at the moment, which I'm doing the, oh, they're from the Brazil. access to. 
Yeah, and one of the unique features about their game is that they have a lot of Brazilian racetracks and some of the little, uh, like the V-Car leagues, which you don't have elsewhere in the world. It's really only Brazil that does these. So you get a very unique Brazilian flavor on uh, car racing. Yeah. Which is a but that's, also VR. But that's, but that's the same, really, with uh, with everything. Like, you know, I'm a huge film and music fan. And, you know, uh, uh, films, whether it's uh, things like City of God, which was an amazing film, um, or you got, you know, my favourite Brazilian band is Sepultura. You know, there's a certain oh. flavour to those yeah. things, especially Sepultura when uh, Max was still with the band. They really, uh, after the first couple of albums, really embraced that Brazilian culture, and it was, I mean, you know, as a you know, as just a plain English metalhead, you know, it was really eye-opening. So uh, the yeah. uh, you know, sort of like Sepultura did really uh, go down stuff. the full carnival uh, costume-wearing hmm. kind of route. But it's, it's no surprise that sort of like the the game developers there would also you know <clears throat> embrace you know what makes their culture uh, so amazing and so unique. So uh, you, you want that to happen. You don't want sort of like a Brazilian developer to act like an American or a British developer. You want them to act uh, and bring sensibilities. Uh, so you they bring something fresh uh, to uh, uh, to the marketplace. Just to answer um, Paradise, we sort of kind of touched on Pixel Rip 1989, and there's only a limited amount of information that we can talk about it with. So, um, yeah, we're going to have to like move forward from uh, talking about whether it's going to be on the Quest or not. But it's good to know that 1995 will be coming to the Quest. Yes. Coming to everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Yeah, it's coming to everything, isn't it? It's on every platform, pretty much. Will it, will Is that... Anna going to have a new costume, though? That's what I want to know. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Because she's got an amazing helmet. She's got new hair. Behind her. She's got amazing <laughs> hair. She's got the best hair ever in this show. Additional, um, additional adults. Thanks. <laughs> No, actually, they, they, I have already uh, a new cost, cosplay, and I use it just um, once at Oculus Connect last year. <coughs> but there's, I don't think there's gonna come any events uh, soon. So I dye my hair because now I can because I, I have to keep blonde because that's not pink hair now. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I, I am not planning to have a super new costume. But uh, my brother uh, does the costume. And most of the electronic parts, and he's doing like some upgrades and fix, but it's not gonna change the way it looks. It's still gonna be um, like in the game 1995, uh, how Dot looks. <laughs> nice. So let me just ask you a really obvious question: Why virtuality? Why why is all this happening in virtuality? What what was the catalyst? Uh, first of all, when I tried VR first time, 2013, I was mind blowing. I was, oh my God, I want to do something for this. This is amazing. <laughs> I was like, just thinking about VR, got my DK1. I I was just, every project at uni I was trying to make in VR. And at the time, it was like a discussion still at the university about, you can't do storytelling in VR because you can't move the camera. I'm like, it was just long time ago. Yeah. And then I was like, no, of course you can. Of course we, but in the last project, you can do whatever you want. And it was like open to the student to decide and go crazy. And I said, okay, it needs to be VR. So I, I knew I want to make VR, but I hadn't had the idea that fits so well with VR because I want to make something that 
it was better with VR and the, the right media for it was VR and it could actually make a reason for it, not just make a game and then uh, get the camera and change for VR, uh, which yeah. was happening a lot in the beginning. And when I had this uh, dream, I was kind of a week before presenting the uh, project, the, the idea for the project. I had this dream. I was playing a game in the TV and the game was involving in, like in graphics. Like imagine you start playing like Atari game and it goes to like Nintendo and then Super Nintendo and goes to 3D and then the whole world that was sitting on the living room, the whole world was like pixelating and changing together with the game until there was a point that the game and the TV and my world were like mesh up in one. That sounds amazing. It was that crazy. Sounds... I have some intense amazing. dreams. I have sometimes a, <laughs> a conscious dream. I have a lot of those and mm. I actually tested the dreams now. I have been testing the dreams and how immersive it feels, how objects are real, uh, touching the face of the NPCs. They have. <laughs> <laughs> Last dream I had, I was like, this is a dream. I have superpowers. I start blowing things away. Really? Multi objects. Yeah, I'm it was crazy. So jealous of your dreams because it was my, Thursday. With me, I, I dream. It was Thursday. <laughs> I get chased by crocodiles while you're doing this. I'm I was so strangled jealous. by a locust <laughs> from Gears of War. That was wow, my. my I don't have many game dr- game dreams. Yeah, I was that's being dark. strangled. Yeah, it's never good. I, I mean, I, it's never I, a good I, dream. I, I'm sort of like. I'm sure there's another crocodile out there. You know, I wake up and go, Bess, is there another crocodile there? And you've got that. I, uh, oh, damn. I'm a step behind. That's wicked, though, for a game developer to have game it dreams is, and then being able to test them out as well is superb. It is my it's favorite cool. dreams when that happens. That is a way you can train that. There is some YouTube videos about it. You can train your skills to go more, to, be, to make it easier to go into the conscious, conscious dream. And uh, so, yeah, going back to that, uh, I lost myself. I asked, so yeah, I had that dream. Yeah. And I, 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 first thing I did was talking to my colleagues and about the idea. So I had this dream. I was thinking, what if uh, doing like a game in VR where the game it's evolving, you, you leave the history of video games, like, like the evolution of gaming that happened in the 80s. And, and everyone was like, this is amazing. So <laughs> it, it was good. It's good to make a lot of. Uh, before I had done a lot of designs and ideas, I have wrote it down a lot of like five ideas, and I show many people, and everyone's ah, oh, that sounds okay. It's good to talk to people when you're deciding, uh, when you're creating, because when I spoke about Pixel Ripped uh, first idea, I could see the difference of the reactions and really wow, this must be a good idea because. <laughs> Before everyone was, ah, I don't know, it must be okay, this game. And when I spoke about Pixel Rip, everyone was like, this is amazing, you should do it. This is, and everyone's having ideas together and kind of going, like, brainstorming. Yeah. So that's kind of how it started. And VR, it was something I was trying before. And when I had this dream, I was like, this is perfect. I want to make a world where people can travel in time and put players inside that reality and relive those moments of the history of gaming. And I think when you want to time travel, VR is the best thing we have today. Mm. That's wicked. That is, that is, a, that is fantastic. It's almost like you're playing Anna's dream when you play <laughs> Pixel 989. That's, <laughs> that's crazy. Imagine that. Imagine that is so cool. And it's weird when you're talking about the things that people said you couldn't do. I remember having a conversation when they said you, platformers wouldn't work in virtual reality. 
and they work amazingly well i think yeah. I, I think you know i think they can be a little bit more difficult maybe you got to be you know but I, I think games like play actually i think most games can work in virtuality now you know even third person view games um i mean can you think of any styles of games that can't work now i think they've you know they, they've covered pretty much my everyone thought it had to be first person that's what i'm trying to say Everyone thought when, the game when had... it came out, there was the rules of oh, you must do this, you must do that, you must do the other, and a lot of developers, uh, especially yourself included, Anna, have pushed that boundary back beyond what the uh, the standard thought was, and reimagined a new world into VR and into gaming and into the creativity of this. One of the things I do love as well about uh, your cosplay crossover is uh, you kind of wore, um, I think it was either using Shinjuku or, or in Tokyo, basically. And was it last year or this year? I think it was last year. Use it. Ah, the gaming award. Yeah, that I tried to, ah, that I tried to dress elegant with all my uh, helmet. But you, <laughs> it you, was no, it was the other one. Because when you was in Tokyo... I think it was in Shinjuku. And it's ah, you. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah and it's you in the full dot outfit. But then around you is all the business people in the suits. <laughs> and it looked just a completely out of this world experience as it was. Uh, yeah, I it was. It, in, I, I met the Minister of Culture too before, but there's just a picture. <laughs> uh, we're them in the game. And I was there. And then there was a lot of people coming and going. And, and there was this group of, uh, I thought, executive Japanese people. I don't know. I yeah. didn't know the minister was there. And they like taking a photo. Hey, I was putting the helmet in his head. And the laser gun I was like, hey, take a photo. And he's like, oh, all like, they're all super well, it's, uh, polite. It, it, I, I always thought because <laughs> you've, then, you, you've got that whole thing there of a lot of the retro video games. And obviously, Japan has this whole area, area that has a similar look to Dot as in the superhero in some of their TV shows and things like that, whether how much they engage with that. Because obviously I think that area where you was in, I think it was Shinjuku, um, is actually one of the big uh, municipal uh, control areas of Tokyo. So you would have, like you said, you met these ministers and things like that. And got them to dress up as dolls. Yeah, I and, and I think it. I think it worked. I, I, he wasn't mad. He was happy afterwards, <laughs> and he was doing high fives. And I was like, "Wow!" Oh yeah. I think he he liked that we broke the ice. It was. Uh, cool. I thought. I thought I shouldn't go and dress in suits. I should just be who I am. And mm. uh, and I told them the organizers, "I'm gonna be wearing this. Is it okay?" I always ask before. Um, I think the only event I couldn't dress my cosplay was a VR awards in England. Yeah. And I tried to do a kind of version of it, like a, a gala style, which is like a long dress and high heels. And I, but without my helmet, I don't feel anymore like uh, representing the character really well. So uh, even my TED talk I did with the costume. Nowadays I go everywhere, TV shows everywhere I go. I try to just yeah. go and cosplay. I actually feel more comfortable. Yeah, I guess. And uh, just to, I've put up Anna's uh, Twitter page. 
definitely follow her. It, she does post some really funny stuff. Oh, you know what I, mean? I, love I do, I do want to go back to the bit where we were talking about uh, VR uh, and uh, the rules. Is uh, but I, I've kind of always felt that the the whole point of uh, virtual reality is the rules haven't been set yet mm. about what's going to be happen, what you can do. So you can sort of say, oh well, you got this, but then if you kind of look at gaming from when it first came out, you know, from Pong, and then you go on, and it's like, well, this is your rule. And then you yeah. get like Space Invaders, and that's your rule. And everyone was like, you can never play a game in 3D. And then suddenly, you know, Doom and Wolfenstein and Quake and all these games came out. <clears throat> Everything, you know, that they say, you ca- this cannot be done, or you shouldn't do this. Somebody then goes out and does it, and they completely reinvigorate and re-energize the whole VR uh, not VR, the, the whole gaming landscape. And I kind of see VR, we haven't got to that 3D point yet. You know, we haven't got to the Doom and the Wolfenstein points yet because we don't know how far and how big VR can go. We, we've kind of seen an idea uh, and then you sort of see something like Ready Player One and you're like, oh, that's where I want to go to. But, you know, the rules aren't there. Um, and that's why you know, it's sort of like... Anna did what she did with Pixel Ritz, uh, with the team at Arvel. And, you know, everyone was just loving it because if you'd have just turned around when VR first came out and said, yeah, we're going to do a, like a retro pixel type game, I guarantee there's people that were turning around. So I said, yeah, that's not going to work in VR. Not gonna there was work. many people yeah. that said that. Yeah, there was many, many people that said that. But it's fun. But then you play uh, it and it's fun. And you're just like, I don't care if I'm not meant to play this or it's not meant to be fun. Guess what? It's fun. So you don't know what the hell you're talking about. I'm just going to enjoy this game. And you can sit in your ivory tower saying, oh, VR isn't very good. So At the, at the beginning, there was a lot of... Uh, I remember this is 2014 when I started the project. I decided first when I had the vision, it was, the, the game changed a lot. And the first vision i had that a game was going to be like you walk around and you explore like you walk in everywhere and then i realized there's no need for it doesn't make sense so i decided it's gonna be just sitting down and it's just gonna be and and that was kind of innovative in a way at that time because at that time uh, we all struggling a lot trying to make it more games that work in pc and vr so there was a lot of first person shooters <laughs> just putting a camera in VR and they're just releasing the game. So there was not much knowledge about how it would work, teleportation, how the, all this all this stuff didn't exist, like all those yeah. solutions. And, uh, and DK, uh, DK1, uh, if you guys remember DK2, it, uh, it was just head tracking. So it yep. was really uncomfortable to move. So I decided it's going to be sitting down and then you're just going to be playing the game. And I had so many colleagues saying, this is not going to work. You crazy. This is so boring because it's just going to be sitting down. But like, no, but the whole thing is going to be happening around the player and it's going to be changing. That, and I remember... You said that magical moment when you end up inside of a, basically inside of a Game Boy. That's a magical moment. That's something that wouldn't happen. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that wouldn't happen if you go along with just the normal track. So, yeah. uh, you know, my my if my hat was on, then my hat would be doffed. Uh, because it's that push against what people perceive and the creativity 
that I think has made Pixel Rip uh, such a success and why so many people like in the chat have said, yeah, they really loved it. They can't see how someone wouldn't like it as well. Yeah, there's some people who haven't played it yet. There's some people in the chat who haven't played it yet. So that's excellent. um, Yeah, you've got a lot of people joining VR still who are yet to discover Pixel Ripped. That's why the story is important. That's why your story was important. Um, Paradise asked, uh, Anna, what is your favourite VR game outside of Pixel Ripped? I mean, we was going to ask what everyone's been playing as well, but if you could go for that, that would be wicked. You have to say a favourite, by the way. It's hard to say nowadays, right? Before it was easy, there's not much going on. You can pick like your your favourite three or something. It doesn't have to be one. I hate picking one game. I like so many games. Yeah, you know, everyone loves Beat Saber. I can't say it's not one of my favorites. Um, it's just, uh, <laughs> I, I used to play more when it was like no, not so famous. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think um, I would say that I like Audica too. I kind yeah. of like the game, the dancing ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I tried to, I really want to like Boneworks, but I really felt so dizzy. So I... Oh, really? Yeah, I I don't think I I, I have a good brain for that. <laughs> what about Synth Riders? Uh, have you tried Synth Riders? No. I love Synth Riders. I put on my list. It is excellent. Like, the soundtrack yeah, is, is really superb. Good. The, the look very of good. Synth Riders as well is yeah. actually... I think you'll appreciate the, the, the look in Synth Riders as well. Yeah, I think and you'll like the, have, um, uh, the art style. They have a very yeah, extensive been, soundtrack. I haven't been playing much games these days. Like this last month, I had been not playing much. I played PC games. I played uh, Zombie Nazis. It was like a new a Zombie Nazis came out. And if you guys heard, it's like a sniper game. You're killing zombies. All right. And I was playing that a lot uh, with friends. Uh, Reality Check VR too. He's there. And... But I, I think the game. Okay, the VR game that sticks to my head most. Uh, it was uh, Trevor Saves the Universe. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. I think I would say that's 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 the game inspires me the most. That's the one. I think when I played, I was like, I want to make this game. I was the only one. I was like, I could. I I, I feel like I could have done something like because it's so me that game. On my I have this, list at the moment. That's crazy style. Of, uh, it's, it is crazy, yeah. I, 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 I was thinking it was the only game I played. I was like, I wish I had worked on this game with these people. Uh, talking about brilliant. talking about crazy, the moments... So in Pixel Rip 99, for those who don't know, you fire paper spitballs at things in the classroom. Who came up with the idea of the crazy stuff that happens? I remember a guy running in the and then leaping player. out of a window. Yeah, I was Comes like, in, <laughs> boom. what is going on? <laughs> it's crazy. Out the other way, and you're like, "Yeah, who come up with all that?" That 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 idea, particularly the the footballers jumping from the window, uh, it came from my course coordinator. He uh, he was in the room, and I was um, I had this uh, the bean in the corner, and I I was trying to throw the paper where it was hard to make it right, and I was thinking, "Wow, it would be so cool, right? If there was something happen when you make the goal." And I was, I was asking that, what do you think? Well, we could write something, something in goal, something happened. And he's like, ah, I don't know, put some footballer jumping from the window. And, <laughs> and I was like, 
What oh up? my god, that's amazing! He was just joking. He thought, "Yeah, of course you're not gonna do that." And I put it. I got like uh, I used to do a lot of mixamo at that time. And you doing mixamo? There was this footballers and the animations. I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna put those guys." And I put those guys jumping. And he was like, "You crazy? I was joking." <laughs> and then you need to have that. Did it do the whole go? <laughs> moment yeah as well Might've. yeah it plays go <laughs> i didn't record myself but it plays go like we do it here yeah yeah oh, that's a very really... brazilian thing isn't it it's very sort of like south american type of style thing with uh football is to oh, really if keep, celebrate uh, if you keep making goals on the bean actually in the third goal i think uh one of crazy characters come in one of those characters called boneco loco and it was the main character of another game i did before <clears throat> which is a, a puppet huge puppet that you control in carnival here and it's so hilarious so i just had the character there and the when you do three goals and he appears all this crazy excellent stuff. <laughs> i've just had an idea someone so someone uh shaolin said someone clip that 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 says you did that. Do you know what I'm thinking of doing eventually? You know when someone gives like does a super chat, I'm thinking of having that as my super chat animation. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome, was, dude. I don't have super chat unfortunately. Damn it. I still need to get that one K. So uh, but another game we haven't yours. Yeah, I'm gonna go for it, man. Another thing we haven't spoken about and Anna didn't mention is uh pistol whipped. Um and I wanted to see have you played Pistol Whip? Because we, I need to talk about it as well. So have you played that? I, I did a video playing. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, but you, you didn't mention... I, I mean, to me, this is one of my favourite games still. I love it. I think they really, really smashed it with this one. I think it's superb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the soundtrack and stuff. Nat, this is one of your favourite games as well, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, obviously I surprised a lot of you because I've turned around and said, you know, I'm not a fan of um, of rhythm games. I suck at them, but um, I don't see Pistol Whipped as a rhythm game with shooting elements, I see it as a shooting game with rhythm elements, uh, and that's how I play it. Um, so yeah, for for me, it was just um, it's just uh, absolutely amazing, and uh, kudos to the uh, to the developer uh, for for that one. Uh, we should be getting a new uh, scene soon as well, I believe. Yeah, cause yeah, it's be because like th- one one a month, isn't there? Yeah, hmm. yeah the that's moment. what they said anyway. Yeah. So just to pr- uh, quickly talk about this um, this tournament they're doing. So this is a, the, there's a tournament in association with Oculus, Cloudhead, VR, v, uh, v Respawn, Springboard, iBuyPower, VR Master League, Splitverse, and Live. Uh, they are hosting what is now the largest pistol tournament ever with over ten thousand dollars in prizes. Um, if anyone can link that tweet, I haven't actually got it at the moment, but there is a tweet that has that, um, if anyone wants to sign up for it. We're actually in the middle of it at the moment. I think it finishes, I think the at-home part was from the 13th to now till, I think you've got like seven days, and then it goes on to being in the arcades. So yeah, definitely definitely grab part of that. That'd be pretty cool. Um, oh yeah, we're going into the VR news. That's basically what we're doing. We're going into VR news. You, so, you started it without your favourite thing. I know, so I'm quickly going to plug it right now. There you go. That was the uh, the VR news okay. thing. Quickly flashing up. <laughs> we, we normally uh, end up talking over the top of it, and GT's like, "What did you do? What did you do? You wrecked the VR news." Go I did. It. I did. So yeah. So jumping into some VR news, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. 
Uh, VR Quest Port is due in a couple of months. Um, have any of you guys played Five Nights at Freddy's? I tried. I didn't get on with it. You didn't get on with it? No. No. Uh, no I didn't play it. I saw it and I, I don't get it. I'm too old for it. <laughs> so I've never played it, and it's got a bit of a, uh, it's got a bit of a, fo- it's got a massive following. To be fair, it's got a cult, um, very much a cult following in the sort of younger generation. I would say, well, younger yeah. than us. And that's what I generation. think. It, um, on the quest, I think it's going to do fantastically over there. Um, yeah. It's called the uh, Help Wanted version, which is a collection of the most memorable moments of the original series, and has put them into VR. So I played it on uh, PSVR, and. Uh, the chat had to help me. I had no idea what was going to happen in this um, it, when I played it. And, uh, dude, it is very scary, very jumpy. Mm. And, um, yeah, it's pretty cool, man. It's pretty cool. So, yeah, I'm sure that's going to do absolutely fantastic. The next thing we're going to look at is a new game that is coming out on March 31st on Quest, April the 4th on Rift, is Lies Beneath. We've already spoken about mm. it, but maybe yeah. not everyone saw there was another trailer. So, last week we played – you've got the main trailer – You've got the shotgun trailer, uh, and now the and, and I say a trailer, they're like thirty odd seconds long. Um, there's also a another one, which features a lighter, which sounds a bit like oh, you know I mean, what's that all about. But within yeah. that, you see a little bit more action. So uh, let's take a look at that right now. Right, that's just playing. How you going, Anna? You all right? You happy to stay for a little while? Um, I don't know how long do you guys think it's gonna... I reckon another 10, 20 minutes. I'll just stay to the end. I think it's best. Yeah, cool. Yes, it's cool. It has been interesting. I, I need to see the news too. I'm like off grid. Right, we're going back. <laughs> we're going back. Oh no, what have I done? It's literally played the breaking news thing again by accident. So yeah, that was um, Lies Beneath. I didn't turn it off. So when we transitioned back, it come on again. So yeah, uh, Anna, have you heard about Lies Beneath? That's all? What? Sorry? Lies Beneath, a new game no. coming out. Have you heard about that? I am. I'm off grid, guys. I, I'm happy to be here so I can see the news because I, I have been just working in the, in the game no, like I, crazy. Not I playing games that. and... She's I'm doing just... something much more important. She's making games for us to play. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes, absolutely. Indeed. indeed. One that I'm definitely looking forward to as well. I this love the graphic style. Oh, yeah. The, the, yeah, the, art, the art style, style is, is great, but I, I'm so ready to be very much afraid of some parts here. But just the art style alone just makes this look like it's going to be incredible. I don't know. Yeah, it does. The more I see of these trailers, though, the more I think the game is changing mm. into an actual scary action game. As I, I wasn't too sure about the gameplay, first of all. I wasn't too sure how it was going to be played out. But looking at this, I mean, I, I, I haven't seen anything in these trailers saying whether it's quest footage we're looking at. Or... I assume so, since it's coming to the quest, first of all. Yeah, I mean, dude, if that is quest footage, damn. <laughs> that yeah. Is, uh, yeah. That is, that is very impressive. Um what else have we got? Uh, da, 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 da. Oh yeah, like a whole new game. Um let me just get this up quickly. I, it was just on upload this and it, and it caught my eye because uh I know a lot of people want long games to play. 
you know they want a game to sink their teeth into so this is like a jrpg okay. uh, called let me get my information up. i do apologize about all this i'm always doing this on the fly sword reverie uh is an upcoming jrpg inspired action game uh from i don't even know how to say that isekai entertainment with hand-drawn anime style and its inspirations come from legend of zelda and nino kuni um now they're two massive games to mention yeah to be honest like they're two of my yeah nino kuni i really enjoyed that i know there was a second one i think that i didn't actually they changed uh, i I, i'm the biggest nino kuni fan out there honestly um but nino kuni 2 um they changed the battle system um and i just was like no because i didn't see the point of it the battle system for nino kuni was perfect so uh, um, i mean uh, to be fair this is a long time ago for me what kind of battle system was it and what did it turn into it was turn-based it was uh my my friend kept because i've never played a pokemon game my, my friend kept turning around to me saying if you love nino kuni you should play pokemon because it's pretty much the same battle system as pokemon right um so I I just absolutely adored uh, the battle system. To be honest, what actually drew me to Nino Cooney um, was uh, Studio Ghibli. I I'd never heard of Level Five Studios. I know they were a big uh, big name with Professor Layton and loads yeah. of other games and things like that, but I'd never heard of them. Um, but uh, I was reading an article and they turned around and said Studio Ghibli have teamed up with uh, Level Five Studios and they're bringing out a uh, an old school JRPG called Nino Kuni, Wrath of the White Witch. And it was the studio, because I'm a massive, massive fan of Studio Ghibli uh, films. They are the greatest films, uh, some of the greatest animated films ever made. Uh, and by the way, if you've really got Netflix, you can watch uh, all 21 uh, Studio Ghibli films on Netflix at the moment. They're available for streaming, which I would highly recommend uh, watching. Nice. Yeah, um, I remember the art it. style was the thing yeah. that drew me into Nino Cooney the most, without a doubt. It was, yeah, the Studio Ghibli stuff, yeah. It looked fantastic. So, uh, Anne, are you into JRPGs or anything like that? Are you into RPGs normally yes. when you're not making games? I, I really like Diablo. I think that's kind of one of my favorite Fallout, of course. Yeah, Fallout's wicked. Zelda. I never played any of the other <laughs> Fallout. I only played Fallout 3 and Fallout Las Vegas. Uh, I played Fallout 4, obviously, uh, and also in VR, but um, no, I didn't play 1 and 2. Or just I think the I think from the um, last one I played I liked the most I think was Dying Light. Yeah, um, that was really Dying Light good. is someone's gonna release a new game, so I'm excited for it. Oh, so I hope good. they're doing VR. I know, and it's crazy. You always you always want stuff in virtual reality once you're in there, but um, yeah, I'd love Dying Light, dude. That'd be absolutely fantastic. Thank you to Scott Merrill for the donation. Uh, thank you very much, sir. Thank you. Thank you to everyone who's joined us as well uh, recently. Thank you. Thank you for being glad to see me here. <laughs> <laughs> of course, yeah. I'd be glad to see you here. I mean, oh, man. She's so cool. Um, what else have we got? Oh, Paper Beasts. Who is checking out Paper Beasts? Is anyone checking out Paper Beasts? Well, I, I, wa- I want to, but unfortunately, there's the case of a small game coming out the same week. Go on. Uh, what what game is that? I'm not sure what game what that game, is. Yeah, what game? Oh, no, it's be? from like a it's it's from like a little uh, little developer. developer. They're they're small small fries. Yeah? yeah, they they didn't do anything like make the index for instance. No, but uh, yeah. Um, oh no, I'm gutted in a way because when I got my email for this game and I saw the dates, I thought, oh, 
damn. You're like, paper, <laughs> it's like Paper Beast, and then you go, Half-Life. Yeah! But the thing is, Paper Beast is on PlayStation, I think, only, isn't it? It's yeah. Like yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, it's it's good for PlayStation owners. They've, it is. they've been waiting for something exclusive. Yeah. Uh, and separation. Uh, uh, I didn't play it, but I, you know, I I heard it's kind of divisive. Some people really love it. Some people, you know, just didn't get on with it. Mm-hmm. Which is like most games. Um, Paper Beast uh, obviously has quite a bit of a push by Sony behind it for obvious reasons, as you said. It's an exclusive. Um, yeah. I, I think if you're only PlayStation VR, and a lot of people still are. It's a game to be excited for because I would be if I didn't own a, a PC or anything like that. I would definitely be excited for Paper Beast. It looks unique. It looks interesting. It does look beautiful. It really does. I love the artwork in it and the, the art style. It looks fantastic. I, I I just want to be placed in the world of Half Life <laughs> with Half Life Alex, and that is going to be the only thing I really care about. I mean, once I've actually finished Half-Life, Alex, then, yeah, maybe I will look at Paper Beast. But... The thing is, it's not about, you know, getting the game getting the game first and playing it first and stuff like that, so... Um... No, there's time to enjoy things. I think that's one of the things that people forget. Yeah. Unfortunately, with the rapid development, if a certain other person's game comes out first, then that's going to be another one... To the list where you go, ah, so you know, yeah. Actually, yeah. I got a, a question for Anna concerning uh, Half Life Alex because, um, how as a developer do you look at Half Life uh, Alex? Do you look at Half Life Alex as, uh, what is it, the, the rising tide raises all boats? That you know, Half Life Alex is going to be uh, bringing, uh, uh, you know, this, this whole new focus, this whole new group of people to virtual reality, and you're looking at it as sort of like, well, actually, you know, we're getting all these people that are coming in specifically for Half-Life Alex. Maybe some of those that weren't there before are going to, you know, we can get them to look at our game and in uh, and look at it. Mm-hmm. Or do you kind of look at it as sort of like, oh, God, that bloody game, it's going to be oh, so I love big. It. Anyone's oh. going to care about it. I'm happy. More people to VR the best, so... <laughs> Big franchise like that just bring more people and it's just absolutely. I, I'm never gonna be mad at that. Just uh, it's, it's, it's definitely good for VR industry, not just for games. But I, I think this is gonna when we uh, as more big IPs we bring for VR, the more people are gonna bring. in overall, like uh, I'm, I'm just excited for it. Uh, yeah, nothing same. bad about this at all. I don't see. <clears throat> I mean, the only thing I've I've kind of see as uh, as weird about it, and I I understand why Valve have done it, but Valve have kind of chosen IGN as sort of like their source, and I understand why they've gone with IGN. IGN is the biggest uh, website gaming uh, site out there, but personally, for me, I'd have much preferred if they'd have gone with somebody like Upload VR uh, for more. Yeah, in-depth I thought that. Focus. I mean- I feel I like they're disconnected say, um, from the VR the five pound super chat, by the way. Oh, and, Hussein. Uh, yes. And yes, nice sentiment. Thank you. He's put great show as always. VR in general and VR shows should get some of us through the current pandemic. Good luck to everyone and their loved ones. Thank you yes. ever so much for that, dude. Yeah, everyone's got to stay positive. Although I've got to say that uh, the, there's a few people I like at IGN and one of the guys I actually do enjoy um, uh, is Ryan McCaffrey. Uh, I've always uh, thought he's been fair. 
when it comes to gaming and to hear his thoughts about the first four hours of Half-Life um, was very interesting because yeah. he, t- he actually turned around and he said, listen, you know, the, the concern with Half-Life Alex, and I think, you know, quite literally was, is this going to be like a, a, a bite-sized chunk of Half-Life? Well, we know it's not. It's going to be, what, a 12 to 15 hour campaign at least. And you're going to spend time looking around because the first thing you're going to be is like, mm. I'm in Half-Life. Uh, you I, know. I think when I play it, dude, I'm going to play it and then I'm going to play it again, but then I'm going to take it all in. You know, I'm going to play it for the action. So you're going to play it online first, or you're going to play it? Yeah, yeah, dude. Sh- yeah, I'm going to stream it fresh. Everyone's yeah. going to stream yeah. it. I'm Absolutely. even. I'm going to stream it, and hardly stream anything anymore. Oh, 15 if- hours. No yeah. stop. Is that what they said it was? 15 <laughs> hours 15, long. 12, 15 hours 12, long. But yeah, then you got to remember you're going to have the uh, expiration time because you know this is what happens when you get in VR. Is that 15 hours for, for IGN? Is that 15 hours for IGN? Because they don't know what they're doing? No, that no, for... that was Valve came out and said that it was <gasps> going to be about 12 to 15 hours. Literally, they said it's going to be the same length of time as Half-Life 2, which, considering I've only just finished Half-Life 2 and Episode 1 and Episode 2, uh, is a fair chunk of change, uh, added to the fact that I suck, and so there'll be a lot of effing and blinding. And, Why did they put that bloody decision into that game? I hate them. Um, do you know, I've just realised I've got to take the next day off work. I've if I'm going to do off. that, I've I've got the week off. Oh no! I'm I'm multiple meetings all the time. I've I've literally made sure. I literally had the week after off, and I spoke to my manager, and I was just like, uh, "That week I've got off. Can you bring it forward a week?" He's like, "I'm not sure." I goes, "I'll do anything." I goes, "That that other week I've got off in April. You can have that. I'll give that up if you can give me the week off." And he's just like, "Really?" I was like, "Well, I prefer you not to, but." So okay. anyway, I got it off. So yeah, so what, I got um, my week off forward. Talking about Half Life, Anna. Like, what game series would you like to come to VR? Left for Dead. Dude, that's it. That's done. Left for Dead, please. <laughs> for Alpha, like, come on, on <laughs> it's time for Left for Dead Three. It's time. It's yeah, but they can't. But Valve can't count to three. Yeah, they can't count. To it three. is still my favorite zombie game. It's come on, it's, it's just never coming. Yeah, but they so, just but can't if count they to let, three. They want a they want a developer to make. Let me do it, please. <laughs> I mean, well, actually, listening to might, this, <laughs> you might be able to do that because uh, I've just purchased Black Mesa, which is a fan remake of of the original Half Life. And Valve have have allowed them to sell it on Steam for fifteen pounds. I mean, how insane oh. that is! It's a it's a it's a uh, a load of modders that literally got together. Uh, it's called the Crowbar Collective. Uh, they've literally spent twelve years making this uh, this remake of the original Half Life. Wow! And uh, they've sort of like all updated it. You know, it looks so much uh, better. Uh, but like the Zen thing in the original Half Life, which was kind of lame. They've literally, uh, everyone's turned around and said, you know, even if you're not that interested, but you like Half-Life, you've got to play Black Mesa just for the Zen part, because it's just what it what it should have been. Yeah, it's yeah. It's amazing, uh, amazing area. So they must have played that and thought, this is something like as good as we would do, or... Yes. Yeah, without a yeah. doubt. So Thanks to uh, South Memphis for the yeah. $5 there. 
thank you very much sir wow it wouldn't surprise thank me you. if uh if if you could do like a little bite-sized chunk of a game and take that to steam and say listen they might not let you call it left for dead three but they might let you call it uh, something based on Are we Black, trying Black to, Mesa. Yeah, we're trying to talk Anna into making a zombie yeah. shooting yes, game. Yes, we are. Yes, wicked. we are. <laughs> Apparently we are. But she can't call it free because we all know that they can't count to free. So, you know, whatever you call it, call it something else. Just make sure three isn't in there and you're good to go. That's what I mean, though. Once 995's out, I guess you can do whatever you like, really. I mean, well, no, I mean, there's more, there's more to come playing. on pic. There's more to come on pixel rip. I'm gonna be an old lady and and then still playing pixel rip. Oh, the episode. <laughs> <laughs> but someone in the chat said it's it's confirmed by Valve that no Left 4 Dead's coming. Did I saw that. Realm, it said, it's so sad, really. Well, no portal either. No. Is that, is, is that just VR or is that in? That's no, all. in general, the total in flat screen. Why? If you go online now, there's still people playing. A lot of people play. It's That's crazy. I always it. wanted it to come to PlayStation, and it never came to PlayStation. I was absolutely adamant that they would do like a, a Left 4 Dead collector's bundle that would bundle uh, Left 4 Dead 1 and 2 together and put it out on PlayStation, but they've never done it. It's only PC and Xbox. So as we all know, a lot of our... Uh, favorite gaming conventions are now being cancelled and stuff but upload uh put out a tweet to say basically that their e3 vr showcase will be returning this june um, and I, I thought what they done last year was absolutely fantastic it also resonates with me like what nat was saying about half-life and upload i do do wish something like that would have happened you know because i think the the vr community mm. just in general you know ign made some massive weird moves and mistakes well, borderlands 2 is still uh uh something that stings where you're just you're reading the review and you're just oh, like borderlands yeah oh dude. my god I, do you know not know what to do how can you not know what to do yeah yeah i was uh, a massive part of that so um yeah that, that was that was insane i mean i'll always i'll always remember that i mean it's nice it's nice i guess they can they can change. Uh, Tested have done really well, I think, with Half-Life. I think what they've done has been really great. The interview is fantastic as well. Tested um, usually do quite well. And thanks to uh, Rendered Reality there for the $5. Oh, thanks, man. Apparently, <laughs> I'm one of the most stand-up guys in the industry. Yeah. You are. Congratulations. Thank you very much. It got big um, like his muscles. So um, I basically filled in a spot yesterday because one of their hosts went missing. Um, so I, I offered to jump in. Yeah, and it was a great show, as always, Render Reality. Coffee and VR, which sounds like a great mix. I'm sure all of us enjoy. I don't know that Nat does. Nat doesn't like hot drinks. No. And you had, like hot you, drinks. you had coffee coming in from out of the back of the wall. It's like coffee came across from the back of the yeah. wall. Yeah, it was yeah. magic. Coffee. Coffee and virtuality is like peas and carrots. They go together really well. So, yeah. Sorry, Anna. You look like you're going to say something. Can I say something about the events? Uh, can I share some really sad thing that happened? <laughs> um, developer frustrations. So, uh, like, since I think since first time we started with Sony, um, I have been asking, hey, can we be at your booth to demo the game? And there was never like an opportunity that we kind of managed 
to that. And that PAX now that was canceled, we we actually got a place. We would have like a place at the Sony booth and we would be demoing Pixar uh. there. It was all confirmed. We like talking to them. We're doing like banners. We did the art, everything. Everything was going to happen. And then they came with that news that they wouldn't go because of the virus. And I was so sad. We're like so sad. We even... But it means the there is that PlayStation. Look, it's like so in, in future, we know that's going to happen at some point. We know that you're going to get in. Yeah, I said, point. okay, we, we have to be in the list there, a waiting list for the next event. Come on. It, it, it's a long time I have been waiting for this. Asking, yeah. okay, can we so, be in your booth? Sony can must be, be in such a good place at the moment because obviously with E3 being cancelled, they weren't going to be coming to E3, so their plans have not changed. You know what they had, uh, what they've had uh, to uh, to set up. Yeah. So, like we were never going to go to E3. The only thing they might have had is like a uh, a special like um, uh, event at a theatre, but you can quickly change that. Whereas E3, uh, uh, Microsoft would have spent you know possibly hundreds of thousands, possibly millions, setting up E3, and suddenly it's like, yeah, E3's cancelled, and it's like, oh, what? what the hell do we do now? I mean, I know they're going to do some sort of digital show, but yeah. Sony were most probably already going to be doing their digital show. Um, and yeah, I think I everyone expect- everyone lost a lot of um, opportunities and money. It's, oh, it's yeah. sad. Like, I, even we're, we're a small company, but our CEO was going, so all the trip got canceled. We had a lot of meetings. We had uh, our PR guy, Jesus, was going. His name is Jesus. Even Jesus couldn't go because he... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus couldn't make it, but we still can't say the word. Even Jesus can't go though because they canceled the flights from Europe. So he's in Spain now. He's in Spanish, and he couldn't go to even to get the trip. He was going to buy a quest. He was going For to sure. get some stuff and come back and do some meetings, but no, not not even a trip was allowed. Damn. It's I mean, it's weird. Bad. A developer tweeted out the other day saying these sort of events. They're not necessarily for sales. They're more to actually get direct feedback from people. Mm. Like, you know, you, you're there. You can talk about your game, talk about how they felt yeah. playing it. Um, you know, and that's the invaluable stuff, isn't it? Just to see how people react. Get a more personal connection with uh, developers, with uh, the, the users, the people that play the game, with your dev relations too. Like getting like, uh, for us, yeah. it's, it's a good place to meet everyone. Um and, and old friends too. Like it's the only place that I go that I meet my colleagues from the NFTS in England, and I meet people that I met during this career of making games. Everywhere, just everywhere, everyone around the world travels to DDC. So it's it's really sad. I have been going to DDC since 2015, and that was the first year. Um, after 2015, I'm not going. So it's, that it's must actually be the most mind blowing part of looking at your life is that I assume you, you know, stayed in Brazil for uh, you know, most of it, and then suddenly you started making games. And it's, uh, I, I assume you're getting invitations to go to Japan, to go to GC, GDC, and you're just like, really? They want me to go to Japan? Or you, you're, you're uh, obviously you're, yeah, you're, your, game company, yeah. Yeah, your game company. So like, yeah, we need you to go to Japan to accept this and stuff like that. You must be just like, what the I'm so glad, hell is happening? I'm so glad that uh, I would be so sad. That would be like when you said in Japan, I would be so sad to not go to Japan because uh, that wasn't the trip of my life. Like it, it was one of the best moments. If I can remember my life moments, I think that was one mm. of the best 
And if they had canceled that event and the trip, it would be so sad. It would be, uh, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad it's happening now. It's sad, but yeah. I, I be all right. very strange. I wish that better never happened, right? But it'd be all right. Now, we'll now VR right. has to take over. It's the only solution for all this. I, I've, I've got this odd, odd uh, image coming into my mind of what Dot was like at an onsen. So the Japanese uh, version of you at the onsen with the helmet, the blaster, but Yukata ready to go off for the onsen, you know? <laughs> Was... Yeah, I had to contract someone there to be Dot, and I'll be here watching. At least Dot will be there, would be representing. Have you noticed the difference uh, between the cultures of how they accept gaming? Because it's always seemed to me that uh, sort of like in America and, and, and Europe, Gaming's kind of looked down on as a like a, a kiddie experience, but to uh, to my uh, view, it's always seemed like Japan has always been accepting that adults, uh, you know, it's, it's nothing weird for adults to uh, be into gaming. No, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that ad adults into gaming is weird, but that's kind of the perception that you get in Europe if you sort of like turn around to someone and you thing and you sort of say, "Oh yeah, I play video games," and they're just like, "Yeah, but you're like." 40 or 50 or whatever and so like you know in that for like 15 years old but like Japanese yeah, here, here in Brazil is the same people still have this stereotype of you're playing games you're wasting your time but if you're watching soap operas it's totally fine just waste five hours of your day every day just like every most of people here or uh, the generation before me they are like my parents and that generation they are all watching soap operas like every day and they follow the, this routine of wasting five hours every day watching soap operas. But there's no judgment about, wow, you're wasting your time. But if you're playing a game for five hours, <laughs> you are a loser. What are you doing with your life? Just, <laughs> you're a loser. And now no one can say that to me. It's my work. Come on, respect. That's <laughs> I'm doing it. research. Oh, you just, yeah, you just nailed yeah. it there. You just sort of like went, hey, that's how I make my money. Duh. Yeah, I'm working. I'm making serious research here. Respect. <laughs> That's it. So, unfortunately, we can't yeah. say the name of the reason behind behind all this. But someone in the chat has asked about NVIDIA wanting peeps to use their GPUs for studying uh, the virus. So, what I'm going to do, I'm going to chuck the uh, link to this so you can do it. It's called Folding at Home, um, which basically uses your GPU's computational power to help cure diseases and it's not just this one uh it's cancer and all sorts of other diseases as well but what you'll need to do right when you look at this tweet this is a team name you need to add the team name to what you're doing and then uh it's like you're without me saying the name of what's going on currently that's what you're going to be helping kind of thing so uh yeah and it's pretty cool. Do you guys not remember it on the PlayStation 3? Yeah, I remember it because it used to be in home. You could yeah. select for PlayStation Home. And when your PlayStation 3 went into uh, sleep mode, it would still be working uh, for it. the computations. Uh, also, the uh, I believe it's the US Air Force purchased something like 20,000 PS3s because they found it was actually cheaper to buy the PS3s to run their computational uh, programs than to actually just go out and buy PCs. 
Yeah, I think I remember that, something like so that. So it was kind of uh, crazy. I mean, the, the funny thing about the PS3, because it used a cell processor, it was so far ahead of its time. And no one, I don't think anyone really ever, you know, got to grips with what the PS3 could uh, actually do. And obviously they made a decision because a lot of game developers were just like, how the hell do we program for this thing? Uh, and that's why Mark Cerny decided to go with, uh, was it X86 architecture, which is literally what they use for PC gaming. Uh, so game developers were just like, oh, thank you. You've made our life a lot easier. Yeah, for sure. Um, Anna, talking about quickly going back to Pixel Ripped and develop, what's it like to develop on the Quest? How did you find it? Because a lot of developers I speak to, um, they seem to find there's a bit more power there than they expect to play with. Um, and some of them actually say <laughs> that it's a bit of a hassle, but <laughs> they get there in the uh, end. It depends, I, I guess, on the game because it's very specific, the problems of the Quest that we have to face it compared to other platforms. Yeah, uh, we are we are working on PlayStation builds and the Quest, so and we're doing both QAs now at the same time. Yeah, and I think um, it is helped a lot because uh, on, for the Quest because we're already optimizing for the PlayStation and that helps a lot. But on the Quest, you have the problem of the size of the image and stuff. It's kind of a different problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the game not having like camera effects, and we had to take a little bit of um you know blur and there's no blur in the game there's no much effect camera effects you have to take it all and of course in the pc looks better but that's it there's not much uh of a bigger difference uh than the camera effect uh comparing to the pc version um because uh right now we're we're comparing 1995 with 1989 the graphics uh, we choose like a more uh, cartoony stylized, like Pixar style. So yep. the characters are a little bit less uh, detailed. The world is less, uh, the textures are more simpler. The most of, no, there's no texture. So we don't have to deal with the size of the image. That, that's a big problem on the quest. So we're not having a harder time than we thought because we started this game with the quest. That the first day of the project, it was already building for the Quest and for the PlayStation because we knew this would be our biggest uh, challenge uh, during the process. So I guess making the game, the characters in the world uh, more cartoony, more Pixar, that really, really helped. Yeah. And uh, that, that, uh, 1989, it's a much bigger challenge than (laughs) 1995 because we prepared and we make the game prepare for the challenge uh, right now we 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 kind of having this uh, the 72 fps in the whole game um it's a lot of bugs that's that's all to fix that we have a lot of bugs yeah because when you start fixing some bugs if you're a developer you know you start fixing something you break something else and it's just yeah uh, uh but what, we're what getting there is um like the newer sort of stuff on the ai side having to the quest because there's a lot of stuff about at the moment ai boosting some of the power of the quest as well yeah is that being pulled in yet or uh is that for the future you asking me that i think yeah. so you wouldn't be asking me it because i haven't got a clue uh, um we, we're not we're not using much of it yeah 
So, <laughs> so it's, it's for the future. We don't have. It's for a yeah, future episode. On Pixar Ripped is uh, the most complex character we have. It's uh, it's the mom because she's kind of like the teacher sometimes. She has mm -hmm. this behavior. Uh, most of the time, the characters are animated in a timeline, so there's not much AI going on. Uh, I, I don't I, I don't know what to say. That's okay. No, it was a bit of a it was a bit of a deep dive. <laughs> Out there question. It was uh, a salsa question. Stuff That's out. what it was. It was a salsa, was question. A salsa question. It was. I would it like was... to explore more now that you said that. Maybe we should have more explore that the quest. Yeah, there's there's apparently like um some different AI stuff that's helping gain a good amount more power on the quest. That of obviously optimization is a big thing with VR, as oh, you definitely geez. know. So you gaining that, that extra that... percentages, anybody says to you, well, you can gain an extra 10, 15, 20% headroom by whatever routine of this, that, the other, then it's one of those things where you go, really? And that's going to unlock so much more potential. I mean, we see it all I... the time with I want to know more about that. Now I understand what you're talking about. I thought you were talking about the AI, like I thought, in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, and AI, AI that helps optimize the uh, AI driven uh, <laughs> graphics where you Please using, share with me um, this. Uh... Yeah, AI. they turned around and said that they've got 67% more power out of the GPU um, mm. based on what to, the programs they've done. I have to read the news. You know, we've been wasting time working and trying to optimize it. You know? <laughs> yeah. If I see with, that, with that all, AI, it could be all done, all done. Exactly. Employ that oh, AI. Man. Make sure that AI does the, the, the helps you out to get it there for people even earlier. And so it, then, uh, then it'll be straight from your dreams to the AI. Please uh, give me the AI and help me with that. Like it, <laughs> That'd be, be awesome. <laughs> we so, almost made it optimized already, but, you know, why not? Why not? Um, there was a little bit more news uh, with the Wizards from Carbon Studios. Uh, there was an update to improve the tracking of the PSVR version. Uh, and the latest update adds a tracking protection system, which kind of looks like... I've never seen it before on PlayStation, so it's kind of like the Oculus Guardian system mm. in my mind. Um, but we have kind of seen that before, though, haven't we? Because I think Farpoint has... Farpoint has, and like there's a, a grid. couple of other games that... Uh, showed you the grid to optimize where your movement tracking was for the moves or the aim controller. Uh, yeah. In in when you're in VR, so you get that grid that projects where the camera is actually seeing uh, the the volume area. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, on PlayStation, you're kind of used to just hoping you don't bump into anything because there's just nothing to tell you whether you're going to or not. So, um, yeah, it was quite interesting that I saw that. Um, and the other thing is, uh, this is also from Upload. I did put it too far down on the page. It's about Shadow uh, VR. Um, they're going to launch a cloud-rendered Steam VR service for Oculus Quest. Uh, and that was reported on on Upload. Yeah, same goes yeah. that we've said for everything that's cloud-based and VR, that it depends on your speed of connections, your download speed, et cetera, et cetera. If you don't have the download speed, then it's not going to work. If so you the, do, yeah. then yay. So the guy who's tested it, he's put, um, I, I've got his name. Well, I'd like to mention his name. Oh, David Haney. Uh, or Heaney. Is that his name? Heaney? Yeah, Heaney. Um, he said uh, he did try it. 
uh, and he's particularly sensitive to latency. I think virtuality latency just stands out more anyway. Yeah. Uh, but when he tested out Shadow and Virtual Desktop on Quest, even with a high-end Wi-Fi router, he found the delay to be very noticeable. And mm -hmm. even when immersed, I was unable to get used to it. Uh, but what's interesting in as well over on Upload is they've got the pricing structure. Um, so there's the boost tier, which uh, gives you an NVIDIA GTX 1080, 4-core 2.5 GHz CPU and 12 GB RAM for $15 a month. The Ultra, which is the NVIDIA RTX 2080, 4-core uh, CPU and 16 gigs of RAM, $30 a month. That's probably what I'd go for, personally, out of the out of these three and then you've got the infinite which is the nvidia titan rtx four to six core cpu 32 gigs of ram um which one of those three do you think if say this works perfectly uh i think i think the the 30 dollar a month option would be fine personally it's like i say it's all dependent on connections so say you've got the perfect connection past... though say you've got that so you've got. Well, I always go for them. I always go for more power. So you'd pay fifty dollars a month. I, I I always want to experience the best I can. Yeah. Uh, if yeah, I, I have the money, then I go right. Let me do in that. Um, yeah. But it's it's all relative to what you find is worthwhile. Because I know some people in our Discord already use um, Shadow, you know, to do their VR stuff. So. That's pretty cool, you know. And I, yeah, I hadn't seen the pricing list before, so I thought that was really interesting. Well, I mean, the thing with cloud gaming is, uh, yes, it works. It's, but it's still in its infancy. There's going to be issues. To be honest, if it works, Oculus themselves would have done. Yeah. Wireless, if, uh, they would have done wireless connection for the Oculus it, Link. Yeah, it's so, literally if you can get, uh, wireless, uh, everything like that, and over telecoms, cloud computing. If you can get the connection speed, great. But if you can't get the connection speed, that's where it's failing. Everything else is computational power. That's that's mm. not the issue. Well, the, See, the, I, the, yeah, the thing is, I mean, it, it'll good. get there. We got we've got yeah. to have this to get to where we want to go. So you know, listen, if people yeah. have managed to get the cloud uh, gaming and virtual desktop and stuff like that to work for them perfectly, absolutely fantastic. Um, but for a lot of people, it's not going to work, uh, and we're not there yet. Um, but the good thing is, there's companies out there. There's the, uh, you know the, the dev behind virtual desktop but that are always working we, on it. You know, we've discussed it before, and it's sort of like um, my thing is just until the connection speed is there. When that happens, then yeah, great. Yeah, no worries. So we're going to come uh, bring the show to a close. So I know Anna's a very busy lady. If anyone's yeah. got any quick questions they want to fire, now's the time uh, because I, I don't think we're going to get her back for a while because she's going to be mega busy for a, quite a there while. There is a couple of bits uh, that popped up this week. Uh, Panzer Dragoon, the Sega Saturn game, oh, is man, going to yeah. be uh, is going to be getting a VR uh, game. Yeah, I so saw that's, that. That's going to be really interesting. Can't believe and, I missed that. And uh, favourite of the show, T for God, is getting uh, some updates um, nice. to uh, assist with people understanding what T for God actually is, tutorials and things like that. So, uh, Anna, you so had, please get that. You had someone in the chat pop in. I couldn't read what they said because it was either in Spanish or Brazilian <laughs> earlier. Lucien, Lucien, Lucien Enzo? It's Portuguese, boa, boa. isn't it? I don't boa know. Tarde. He put. He said hola. I uh, just so, said hola. Yeah, no, no, no. There is another comment f further down. 
and I can't read oh, okay. it. Okay. Uh, I practice sorry. offline. <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm searching for the the chat. I'm terrible with this because I'm not used to it. So I'm like, I will, I will copy cool. and paste it. Look into the you chat. guys. Yeah, I will copy <laughs> and paste it into the chat for you, Anna. All right, Doctor Oculus, how you doing? Ah, oh, full. I could not get the live uh, quest. Oh, I, I found it. Oh, you found it cool. Torcemos por você, Ana. Seu jogo é o top. It means we are cheering for you. We are here oh. cheering for you, Ana. Your game is uh, top. It's, it's great. Top of English, right? The thing is, you could be making that up and I wouldn't know. So. <laughs> Thank you, that Luciano. Is... Oh, that is lovely. <laughs> obrigado, obrigado, Luciano. <laughs> uh, Drunken Bar Fight just got co-op mode on the quest. Got to check that out. That is going to be so funny. Okay. Apparently, that would be that would be absolutely fantastic. Oh, Midlife knew what he said anyway. Oh, he's cheering for you. That's a beautiful message. That is cool. So, yeah. So, there you go, guys. Uh, Paradise said, uh, basically, thank you for coming on the show. So, yeah. And thank you, Anna. Cheers. Thank oh, you. Thank you, guys, for having me. It was great. And uh, thank you for Perfect. the information because I really need to be up on date with the news and share with me that uh, bot, the AI that does the optimization. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it was great. I'm I'm going to have to watch more of you guys' show. So I am up with the news. <laughs> no worries thank you and thank you everyone in the chat today thank you for your likes thank you for your comments thank you for your donations really appreciate you all being here and clicking that bell and uh jumping in so yeah no worries guys thank you ever so much uh please remember to follow nat from seven degrees gaming Thanks, uh man. salsa from salsa ketchup vr and also if you can follow anna over on twitter that'd be awesome to keep up to date with her day-to-day comings on that'd be uh pretty cool so yeah no worries all of that will be linked in the video description uh after the, after we've uh, turned the stream off so yeah thank you guys look after yourselves have a fantastic week see you soon guys take care and we'll see you all in 1995 you. <laughs> i'll see you guys in 1995 <laughs> <laughs> see you later guys take care bye-bye okay. bye-bye bye